Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smaro. And today we have our lovely guest, Heather Leskalt. Heather, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your podcast today. Yes, happy to have you. Let me let me give a little introduction to the listeners to who Heather is. And maybe we sh- I should say, um, I like to tell people like how we met. And I think uh, meeting Heather was such a treat for me because it brings back such fond memories. We met at um, a spirit junkie class with uh, Gabby Bernstein, just hanging out in lower Manhattan before the world shut down. It was probably one of the last, when was that Heather? Like, um, it was in 2019. Was it August? August of 2019? I think it was somewhere around there. I know yeah, it was like somewhere around there. Summer in, summer. summer in New York, <laughs> going to get our spiritual buckets filled. Um, and yeah, getting to stay in this super cute Airbnb on the lower in lower Manhattan um, is where Heather and I uh, crossed paths. So um, a little about Heather. She's a Reiki practitioner. She's an intuitive healer and mindset speaker, and she shares her gifts through an online group that's aptly named uh, Healing with Heather. And Heather's also a relatively new mama to a beautiful 16-month-old boy named Grayson. And um, and that's, of course, that's important in general, but it also applies to kind of what we're going to talk about today um, because her experience with Grayson and the birthing process and pregnancy and post-pregnancy um, contribute to the the healing journey that she's been on speaking to moms and mothers-to-be about postpartum depression um, or also known as peripartum depression. So welcome, Heather, and thank you in advance for sharing uh, all the stuff that you're going to share with us today. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm really grateful to be able to be here and share this story that you know, this healing. Um it's not something that I'm just supposed to keep to myself. I want to be able to get out to as many moms, new moms, moms who have been around for years. Um there's just there's so much healing that we all need to be doing. So, I'm just hoping that if I can reach one mom out there today, that's then I, I did what I needed to. All right. Well, let's get into this because um, Heather did experience um, some postpartum, peripartum depression. We'll just call it PPD. They've recently changed the name. So we'll call it PPD for short. Um, and so tell us, Heather, like, when did you know or how did you know that something was up for you? So it was about three months um, after Grayson was born. Um, I just started feeling off. Um, And I think it probably took that amount of time due to the fact that I had an emergency C-section and I had a lot of healing. So any of you mamas out there who have had C-sections, I give you so much props because it's a lot to go through. Um, So you're adding trauma on top of a regular birth, which is trauma. Um, so that, that was a lot. Um, so it did take a little bit for me to really realize that something else was going on, um, mentally. Um, and it was just feeling off, not feeling like myself. Um, and due to healing that I'd done over the years, um, and have having depression when I was around 18, um, and had gone through it for years, um, with different counselors and therapists. Um, I just knew that something was happening and I was very grateful that one of my friend's sisters had just recently posted that she had become certified in PPD, um, and other healing. And I immediately reached out to her. So she is a counselor. She's multiple things. I know she has tons of names at the end of her names or letters Mm -hmm. so she's doing a lot of healing for her and other people and I was just very grateful it was just like the universe like putting her there because I needed something and um being able to reach out to her and um being able to have online conversations and calls was so great because I don't have to worry about taking Grayson out or finding someone to watch him. Um, and even if it was meaning me holding him while I had a call, it worked out so that I could have somebody to just talk to and get this stuff out of my head and 
don't feel like I'm losing my mind or I'm a bad mom and she's the mom as well. So that helped. There were certain things that, you know, she could relate to. So it was very helpful to have that. And um, I'm just grateful that the universe just sort of aligned us because she was a, a beautiful match for what I needed at the moment. Um, and now I had moved on, um, not, not that I didn't need healing, but it was like I had done a lot of work. Um, and then after that, I started realizing that I wanted to get into Reiki healing. And I finally reached out to my Reiki teacher who had been wanting me to do this for years, but she was like, you'll, you'll know when you're ready. And I started that journey. And so that was another piece of healing that has sort of helped me through this. Um, but recently I have felt the PPD starting to come back. Um, and I had reached out to her and unfortunately there's not a lot of, um, therapist out there right now um and so she had referred me to someone else because she couldn't take me on for like a month and I was like I need to talk to somebody before that mm. um and so she had one of the ladies come and now she actually comes to my home she's back Grayson we have conversations it's not as easy with a very active 16 month old running around to have a conversation but we make it work um, and I'm just grateful that there are people out there, like there's help out there. If we really look at it, if you call it in, like there's help out there. So don't think that you're alone. Um, you're not, there's, there's so much people out there. Um, even if it's just talking to another mom, if you can't get in touch with somebody, um, to have a session, because just having a conversation with another adult is is, is really great, especially if it's a mom or somebody who's been through trauma um, or PPD or anything like that. It just helps to not feel alone and just be able to breathe and live life every day for yourself. Yeah. Well, so talk to us a little about, um, I'm just curious, like the support. I mean, it sounds like who you turned to sounds like you reached out to a therapist, but tell us like what helped most and maybe even what didn't help, like maybe from well-intended people, people maybe in just sort of your natural support system, or maybe even people in the um, professional world, like both sides of it, what helped and, and what didn't help? Um. Sometimes just being able to talk to somebody who isn't part of your everyday life, who like knows you or is another parent. Cause there are tons of people that as soon as I got pregnant, it was like this, do this, do that, do this, be this mom, do this. And I was like, I'm supposed to do what? Like, you know, like throwing all these things at like a new mom who has no idea how to do it. And you, you figure it out. But I think that was the hard part of just everyone giving me their opinions. And so in the beginning I was so overwhelmed and then eventually I kind of backed up and was like, Hey, you know, this is my child. This is my body. You know, these are the things that I'm going to do for me. Um, and then having, like I said, having somebody that doesn't always know, it is great to have somebody that is a mom, because they can relate on a certain level that ones who aren't, but then there are like the, the lady I have now, she's, she's newer, but she has a lot of information because she's just, she's like learning all this stuff. And, um, she created a group, which, um, starts next week. So now I get to actually like sit with other moms who are going through PPD or maybe have gone through it or are struggling in some other way, mentally or emotionally. Um, so having spaces like that to go to, or, um, being able to do stuff online as well is great. I think, you know, due to this post COVID world, we're sort of, you know, we can still do that. And I love that, you know, you can do stuff online and don't always have to be in person, but sometimes that like in person and like seeing other people and, and being in that energy is really great. And to have somebody else to talk to, like, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to listen to other moms, share their mm -hmm. stories and then be able to share mine um, and just see where they are. And maybe there's connections that I'll get to me or um, somebody that may need piece of my story to help them. So that's, that's been my biggest thing is like finding 
platforms and finding other moms and groups to be a part of um, so that one, I don't feel alone and two, that they don't feel alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And being able to do that has sort of given me my voice. I feel like I found my voice before I got pregnant, which I'm very grateful for um, because it helped me throughout my pregnancy. It helped me during, after our birth, which was very traumatic um, and having to go our, you know, Grayson was in the NICU and got pushed from a different hospital and then not being able to see him for 17 hours. Um, There's a lot of that. I'm still dealing with some of that, Um, but sharing that, um, sharing my story, even with moms who have had beautiful, normal births, um, I still, I'm like, I'm not here to share and scare you. I'm just here to share and say, if something feels off, whether it's during your pregnancy, during labor, or just afterwards as a mom or with your child, if something feels off, you have to stand up for your child. They don't have a voice. It's, you know, it's time to figure out how to embrace that. Um, and going through this and doing the healing and having support has really helped me and having platforms, you know, like your podcast and other people's things has really helped me start to find more of my voice so that I don't feel alone and that others don't feel alone either. Well, tell us more about that. I mean, it sounds like that's something that's started before even pregnancy and motherhood. And of course I think, uh, and I, even, I would love for you to even define, like, what does that mean to find your voice? Cause for some people they're probably like, what was like, did you like lose your voice box? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> so we're going to like, clarify, but I just think in general, a lot of humans, um, a lot of women, especially don't always listen for their truth and then don't always speak it out loud. Um, but let's kind of back up and just in your own words, sort of define what it means to you to have found your voice, what you mean by that. So to me, finding my voice means being able to speak my truth, being authentic, um, not allowing other people's voices or energy to really steer me off of my path, Um, knowing who I am as a woman, as a mom, as a person, as a healer, as a spiritual being, um, having all of that within me and embracing it and then being able to share it with the world um, unapologetically. Like I am who I am and I'm living my life for me, for my family and nobody else. Like it's, it's my life. I'm going to do it for me. And it's taken time to do that. And it doesn't happen overnight and I'm still working on it. So it's, it's, you know, I'm still a work in progress, but I am done just sitting on the sidelines, not speaking my truth, not being who I am. Um, and a lot of that has been healing, has been doing healing work over the years, um, changing my diet up and going gluten-free and somewhat dairy-free. Um, what lately we've been walking. So like getting out in the fresh air, um, trying to do meditations, all of that fuels my soul and fills me up so that I can be me. And I don't care what other people think. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be days where somebody says something and I'm like, Oh my God, really? <laughs> um, but it's like, it's being able to be aware of it or knowing that something fell off. And I wasn't just sitting in it for a long time. Like I was like, I got to do something, you know, like knowing that or not knowing what was happening with Grayson in the hospital and asking questions, like standing up for him. So me finding my voice was able to give a voice for him because he didn't, he couldn't speak. He didn't know, you know, and I didn't know I'm not a doctor and they're trying to talk to me in doctor language. And I was like, excuse me, I don't know what that means. Can you break it down for a person who doesn't understand your, your medical terms, you know, and being able to do that is, is amazing. And I've tried to talk to other moms about that too. Like I have a friend who, I don't know if she already had her baby or not. I know she was in the hospital, um, but I was like, if something feels off or you don't understand something, ask the question. There's no stupid question. It's better to say something and somebody was like, this is what it means. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Then to not and sit there and be like, what do I do? Was that right? So I just stand here and, and everyone else knows what to do. No, like share how you feel, speak up for yourself and be okay with just putting it out there 
it's not always going to be the best. It's not always going to be the easiest, but if you start standing up for yourself and speaking for yourself and being authentic and unapologetically about it, it's the world is going to be differently. Things are going to open up easier for you. And there's going to be more support. There's going to be people coming out like, Oh, Oh my God, thank God you said that because I felt that way too, or I didn't know what to do about this. And then it's like other people are there with you as your support system. And now you've created this beautiful tribe or whatever it is that you need and they're there with you. And when you need them, you know, hopefully they're there and and vice versa. So I feel like being able to have that voice of knowing what I need and what my family needs has been an amazing gift um, and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. And let's like slow this down and spread it out a little bit because we're talking, you're talking about these terms and in ways and like you've experienced like gone through it, but for somebody who's like, um, how do I even know? Like, how do I know what my voice is? How do I know what my truth is? Um, you've started, you talked about some practices that you use to kind of tap into that. But I think this, I mean, this is what I hear a lot. You even said something along, you know, the lines of like, you know, figuring out who I am. And like so many people I work with are like, who am I? What am I? Like, what is, what am I here to do? What is this all about? And what I think you're speaking to here is what happens when you do stand in that knowing, when you start to honor, if there is something up for me, if I have a question or I have a curiosity or something feels off that when we honor those hits, like whatever, whether it's, we think of it as like intuition or impulse or instinct or just your gut, whatever that is, what you're describing, Heather, is what happens when you do say yes to that, then things that you didn't even, you couldn't even have conceived have started to happen. Like you find your people, you you ask a question that leads to something that you didn't even know that you needed or that it creates a connection that you didn't even know. And that's sort of, those are just some examples of what life starts to look like when you honor that voice. Um, so let's back up into it and just really flesh that out for a minute. If you, if you don't mind about what it looks like to, if somebody is, you know, totally new to it, it's like, I don't even know my voice. Like, does it have a different language? Like, what is it even like, what are some ways that, um, that you, you kind of cultivated hearing that? Um, journaling helps I feel like sometimes if you my biggest thing is I get stuck in my head and I can't always get out and sometimes journaling um will help because it like puts the words down on paper and you start to be like oh okay and like a lot of the times it's me just like scribbling and then I gotta go back and actually read it because so my mind comes so fast and I can barely read it sometimes. Luckily, I I understand my letters, but (laughs) journaling has really helped. Um, Lately for me, being outside, um, and honestly, Grayson is, loves to be outside. So uh, honestly, I think he's one of my healers and teachers because he wants to be out there and getting outside, fresh air, being around trees, um, taking a walk. I mean, we, we started taking walks almost every day now. Um, sometimes even at night, last night we did a little walk and then he passed out, which was exactly what we both needed. Um, so getting outside in nature, um, experiencing that kind of energy and learning how to like let go of the stress and finding something. So maybe it's like a workout routine. I mean, I loved yoga, I'm hoping to eventually go back into it. I I loved it. I did it all throughout my pregnancy and it was so great um, to have something to do to keep going. And then, you know, you have a baby and I had a C-section in my body and not being able to do a lot. So that was hard, but walking was my biggest thing and being able, that was what I could eventually do. And so that's what I've continued. And I think that really helps um, finding online groups, um, so you have like somebody else to relate to. Um, yeah, I want to, I'm just going to pause for a second. Cause what, um, what I hear you say, like with the walking, I think it's also important to, to talk, to kind of point out to people walking, the working out the yoga, a lot of times the way, um, we, we can hear our voice is through our body. Right. So I'll just, t- I may have like said this on here before, but, um, 
I used to be like, you know, people are like, well, but what's your intuition telling you? Like, what's the, what's like that inner knowing saying? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, where's the auditory hallucination? Like, could somebody please, I was like, can I just get a little bug in my ear that like tells me uh, what my highest good is and what I'm supposed to be doing? And what I learned was, which was totally shocking for me was mine, my, that voice, quote unquote voice for me, isn't going to come. It's not auditory. Like for me, it, it comes through my body. It's like a gut reaction, but I had didn't even know to listen again. It was like literally like a second language to me. Like I was like, I don't, I don't hear it. I don't comprehend. Um, and so like Heather mentioned, like sometimes it's journaling and writing things out for some people, they do get like sort of a still small voice. Um, like they just sort of hear something that's there for some, it's just kind of a knowing, right? Like that voice is just kind of a knowing. And, um, I had another client who was telling me recently, like the way she sort of hears that voice that needs to be spoken or that something that she needs to listen to is um, through dreams. She's like, I, she has dreams and she'll spend time afterwards sort of reinterpreting that, that, you know, what the theme was there. So just for those listening, if you, as you're trying to kind of tease out, what is it? Um, how do I even know? how to, to really like lean into my truth and into my knowing so that I do feel more compelled and empowered to speak that out loud and live it out loud. Like those are some of the ways to do it. And actually, as I was saying that Heather, I was thinking about, this was just the other day, I don't, maybe it was yesterday, even, um, you posted something, um, a card that you pulled, uh, and it just said, listen, like that was the word was listen. And, um, and I thought it was super fascinating. And I was like, oh, this is so fun with like the synchronicities of the fact that we were going to be recording this today. Cause just that morning on my spirit clock call, for those who don't know in this world, like I think it's been seven years now, every morning at 6.38 during the week and 7.30 on the weekends, I get up and do a call with some mighty companions and we we we, we read a lesson together and kind of uh, reflect on it. And I remember the lesson was so like discombobulating to my brain that what I said to the group was, well, I think I need to do some listening today because I am, this is not landing for me. I am not picking up the wisdom in this. And then that same morning I saw that post you had Heather that was pulling a card to listen. And I think, um, sometimes finding my voice, I mean, it really does mean listening and not to other people right? Like that's part of being able to hear what your own voice is, is tuning out some of the other people. Like you were talking about Heather, that when you were a new mom, you had all these voices coming at you. It can be so overwhelming. So being able to listen means being able to sometimes tune out the noise. And also the listening means not to the socially constructed programming that's rattling around in our head, right? Like our brains um, are very conditioned by the world in a lot of different ways. And that's probably a whole different podcast episode. But so when you're trying to listen, that's why I keep like pushing on this. Like, how do you listen to your real voice? Because you have to get through a lot of those layers of socially constructed stories in your head to get to that real knowing that actual truth. So that's, um, yeah, like being able to listen to that. And, and so thank you for sharing Heather, the, the different ways that you listen through journaling and being outside and moving your body through walking and yoga and connecting to other people. That's another way of, um, you've mentioned that a couple of times, Heather, like the importance of community and, even if it's online stuff, because I think people are mirrors, right? Like people reflect mm -hmm. back to us things that we can't always see. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some Sometimes you just need that. Like you need to know that there's somebody out there that feels the same way that you do. Um, and that, that thing about listening, it was funny that came up because I feel like sometimes I don't like right now is just literally taking it in and really listening to what you were saying. Um, because sometimes we just have to do that, like sit back and just listen, whether it's to a person or whether it's like listening to thoughts or downloads or whatever is the energy around us. Like the other day, I just sat outside and I heard the birds. I mean, I'm watching Grayson. So like, I got to pay attention, but I just sat and took a moment to just like listen to the birds. And the biggest thing I've been like calling in and wanting more is peace. And by content like getting that into my life there's other things that fall in line like having time to do this having my husband to watch Grayson or taking time to go for a walk or 
you know, taking time for myself, which as a mom or a woman, like we all need to have time for ourselves. So that's a big thing. Finding that space of, hey, it's okay to go take time for myself. It's okay to take a day or if you can't even an hour for yourself um, because we have to like, realign with ourselves again like we are human beings women spiritual beings whatever but you need that time to be with yourself because of thoughts or things and we have to learn how to listen or let go um and if you're just constantly with your family with your children with your job um with your animals like you don't get that time to just sit and listen and so that's one thing that I have been like, you know, I need like one day, I mean, probably more, but at least one day a month where I can just be like, Hey, I got to go do something for myself, you know? And whether it's going to a healing event or going to get a pedicure or just going to take a drive by myself, you know? So we have to remember, um, to taking time for ourselves. Um, and another thing that, um, has really helped as a tool is um, finding gratitude in my life. I actually have um, my my intent bracelet that says grateful. I grabbed it this morning because I wanted to remember um, that. And I've been in a couple of groups that were doing a 30, 30 or 31 day gratitude challenge. So finding something every day to be grateful for. Maybe it's just that you woke up. Maybe it's you get an amazing cup of coffee or tea or it's a beautiful day outside or you get to move your body or you get to have a conversation with another adult, like whatever it is, finding moments to be grateful for every single day can really help you one for yourself and two can also help you find your voice because you're finding those moments where you're like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for that. And then there's other people and then you share that and they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, I know me too. Like I get that time or I get that coffee or I have this time to go for a walk or I get moments to work out or meditate or take a nice long shower and don't worry about what's, you know, who's who I need to take care of. So that's been another big thing that's really helped me throughout my life. And I started doing that um, with a beautiful teacher uh, before I'd gotten pregnant. So I think it was like February and March of 2020 before COVID really hit fully. I had started doing that. I had shifted um, my lifestyle. It was called, I joined a group. It was called Lifestyle Upgrade. And it was about your mindset. And it was about food and your body. And it was the biggest thing was your mindset. So having that shift to not want to eat all the crappy things or get up and move your body or tell yourself you love you in the mirror every day, which is something I still work on because there are days where I'm like, oh, God, really? Like, you know, and especially moms out there who have had babies and your body has changed. And um, for me, it's the seeing the c-section scar um and like mm-hmm. looking at it and there are some days i love it and i'm like this is a beautiful um mark that i can embrace that my child came you know i got to grow him inside of me and this is how he came out it wasn't exactly the plan um but embrace that and sharing those moments of you went through this i found out so many different people had had c-sections that i had no idea about um their healing so sometimes just sharing pieces of your life your story can really help you feel like you're not alone can really show other people that they're not alone um so just finding a way to love yourself enough um to really be able to share it. And um, you'll know when it's time, you, you know, if you're going through a trauma right now, it's probably not the time where you're going to start sharing things um, when you're ready. Um, yeah, and was it, it Glidden Doyle who said, like, we tell our st- stories from a place of a scar, not from a place of a scab. Yes. Yes. And yeah. you don't want to wait forever. Like if I had waited till Grayson was like five to start this, I want, I, I wouldn't even be living my purpose. I feel like going through all of this and this healing and this trauma has really transitioned me into wanting to speak and help other moms and do mindset work. Um, and I never would have known that I thought I'm just supposed to do this and I'm working in real estate and yeah, eventually I do these healing things, but I had no idea that this 
little boy uh, and our story would be shifting us into this story and this life. And I am grateful for it. Um, there, this healing has been challenging, um, but a miracle at the same time. And I wouldn't change it because it's made me who I am. And I've met people and made connections and get to do beautiful podcasts and videos. And I know I'll be standing on a stage speaking one day. So it's, Mm. it's that embracing that and knowing that we can all make it through things. So if you're in the middle of something right now, just know that there's a, there's a way out. Um, there are connections, there's support, um, however you need to find it, maybe a friend, maybe searching stuff online, feel free to reach out to me or Jessica. Um, it's, it's just, we need to start reaching out and sharing our stories and we need to not, um, feel like trauma and PPD is a no, no, like don't talk about it because I feel like that's what was happening before and there wasn't enough people talking about it. And now I think it's just time for us to come out and share our stories and not be afraid to be like, yeah, I've been through this. I've gone through that and not let that break us. Find a way. Yeah, as you're, oh, sorry, Heather, keep going. <laughs> um, and just to kind of find a way to heal um, and the connections and the teachers and beautiful people even like meeting you years ago how would I have known that you know our our past would would continue to cross um and that you you see my messages because some days I'm like I don't know am I posting stuff is anybody even looking at it and then it's like people will reach out to me I'm like oh my god that made so much sense Heather like thank you for putting that out there and I was like I'm glad that I could share this energy with you and I know that my messages and my story is not just meant to sit in me. There are times where, yeah, you know what, this is just for me. Like I pull cards or I do meditations or I do healing. Sometimes that's just for me, not anyone else. So that's perfectly fine to do stuff for yourself, do healing, um, take that time for yourself. And there are other times where when you're ready and you're wanting to share it, share it, because I look at it like, Every call I've been on or been a part of or a group, if one person, if one person takes something away from it, then I did my job um, because that's all I really want is to just help one mom, one woman um, really embrace herself and know that she's not alone. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's so many, uh, there's like, there's like six sermons in what you just said. Just like, <laughs> let's like break out to our Ted talks on each individual topic here. But one of the things, I mean, there are a couple different, there was some broad strokes in there that I just want to like double click on for a second. And one of them was you were sort of dancing around this idea of, you know, like shame breeds secrecy, right? Like what I was really hearing you say was talk about it, right? When you you said something like, love yourself enough to share your story. And that's, I mean, that inside, just even that, that statement there, I mean, there's so many different things like love yourself. There's a whole podcast I think I just did recently (laughs) released on, you know, like loving yourself versus even liking yourself. So just even cultivating that um, is, is a whole thing. And, and, and I think even in that podcast I talked about, it's just so baffling to me. Like, it seems that loving ourselves should be the most natural thing and likely it is right. But again, we have all of these programs and like, we have all of this noise in our head that gets in the way, um, which is why, you know, Heather was mentioning the mindset stuff and why I, I coach so heavily on that is that there's so much that is there. It's just a matter of removing the noise. I mean, again, that's why this podcast is called unblocked. It's about removing the blocks to the awareness of the presence that is there. Um, and I think that's when we can remove all of those layers, then it gets a lot easier to love yourself if we have the noise out of the way. Um, and and get, and then that share your story piece, that's just that this theme again of connection that you're talking about that um, again, shame breeds secrecy. I grew up it just, I remember carrying a secret for so much of my, I remember it was like my senior year, I think before even my best friends even knew some stuff that I was experiencing in life. And I didn't even tell them uh, because of all the shame. Right. And, and that's what, like, that's what you're really talking about, Heather. You hear, you just keep talking about connect with people, tell your story, listen to other people's story that it really is 
liberating. Like when you start to say it out loud and you're like, oh, actually that doesn't define me. I'm not broken. There's not something wrong. I am having this human experience. And sometimes that means we have things that happen in life that we didn't think quote unquote should have happened, or people don't love us the way that we think that they quote unquote should love us. And life is hard and things don't turn out. Um, And that doesn't mean we're broken. It doesn't mean something has gone wrong. Um, but even as I'm saying that, I know like that is just such a loaded, I mean, there's so much there. Um, and maybe we can go that direction a little bit. You, cause when you were talking about Heather, um, that you will see the C-section scar, right? And you're like, in some days I see it like this is this beautiful mark that one, it's like evidence I have a baby here, right? And then some days it's a sign, right? I imagine of a reminder of something that felt very emotionally intense and traumatic for you. And that's sort of, that's where the mindset stuff does come in, right? When we go through this, like you, you said something, Heather, kind of along the lines of like, we're humans or we're spirits. Like, you know, some people, depending on how you define it and Heather, you can share with us how you define it. But some of us like to think, um, I don't know, it was Wayne Dyer who said, you know, we're, we're spirit having a human experience. And to really, we're going to get like woo-woo existential here for a minute, but to really kind of lean into what does that mean? Like when I, and I'm going like, I feel like I'm going on a, a soapbox here for, I've been talking for a long time, Heather, and I want to hear from you, but I'll just finish with this and then hear your thoughts is when I think about that, like where is spirit having a human experience? I think what comes up for me just in this moment right now is that really helps um, cultivate this idea that, or really helps kind of embrace this idea that our wholeness, our worthiness, our value, it's inherent. Like our spirit is changeless. Like that thing is just pure. It's pure. It's complete. It's divine. It's love. It is. The essence of that is, and that is unchanging. The human side, the human experience, that is nothing if not changing, right? Like our bodies change, life changes. Those things are changing always. But if we can sort of embrace this idea that the truth of who we are, the spirit of us is is never changing, then I think that changes the way that we we can sort of open ourselves up to the human experiences. Like these things don't define us. Nothing has necessarily gone wrong, but I can open up just to see what's the wisdom in this experience or what's the learning, what's the healing, what's the growth, what's the opportunity here. And it just shows up. It just, I experience it very differently. These things that happen in the human experience that you think like, oh, this has gone wrong. I lost a job or my mom didn't love me, or I got a divorce or whatever, you know, insert money loss. I mean, whatever the traumatic medical experience, right. Can insert those things. And when we're not defined by that, I think it allows us to sort of open up to it in a different way. And so I'll I'll hand over the mic, Heather, and just see what your reactions to any of that is, what you have to share. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned and I, you know, I agree about that we're spiritual beings having a, um, I forget, what'd you just say? Spirit having a human experience. Yeah. Yes. I was like, yeah. I couldn't think of like, what is it? Human. Yeah. <laughs> all the and words. It's, and it's all, yes, it's all that, like the humanness of these experiences bring all that, you know, the, the negative thoughts, the, the, the getting stuck in your head, that kind of stuff. And when we do work, when we, we really break down, um, things and that's that's one of my healing things is sort of breaking down the pieces like okay why am I frustrated or why am I still upset about this or what did this experience you know create for me to learn and grow from and in the trauma it's hard to see it when you're stuck sitting in something it's really hard to see why am I going through this? Or anybody saying, well, you're, you're gonna, you know, experience some beautiful growth from it. Nobody wants to hear that when you're literally <laughs> down in the dumps and you're going to learn from this is going to be something. No, right. don't say that. Don't say that. Give your, give a hand, sit down and just listen to them. You know, like sometimes I think we forget that 
other people are going through something and you have no idea. Like, I don't know what everyone's going through, you know? And so I am not going to just like go in and be like, you know, all my life and all this and this trauma and here I am. So you're going to do the same thing. Now just pick yourself up. Like, no, you have to be kind. And it's funny because one of the um, cards I had pulled was the world needs my kindness. So sometimes we just have to embrace the kindness let somebody else have their time and just listen or um, go into the store and like compliment somebody. Like I always seem to do like nails or hair or something like, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And you see the shift in somebody, they could be having a shitty day and you gave them a compliment and they're like, Oh wow. Somebody thinks like my nails are nice. Somebody thinks my hair is nice or somebody thinks I'm doing a great job. Um, And just by doing that, you can really help somebody. And so it could shift her to giving somebody else a compliment and just this whole um, energy that we put out there. And that's it. Like we're all energy and the more negative and hard times that we're putting out there, that's all you're going to see. You're never going to see this beautiful light that is in each one of us. You're never going to see the sunset or find gratitude or just be grateful to just sit and chat or have internet, whatever it is, because you're always just seeing that negative, that, darkness you know there's there's times where we have to go through that and we have to experience it life is never gonna be perfect easy I don't want perfect you know and I'd love for things to be easy but I know I would never grow I would never learn if everything was either just handed to me or easy we wouldn't grow we wouldn't change and we're supposed to we're not supposed to stay the same person you know, I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I look back and I see, obviously, neither is our child who has grown so much. Um, and to the other thing I really learned is about embracing the moments and just being present. Because if you're a mom or anyone who has raised children or have them in your life, it goes so fast. And everyone told me that. And I didn't really realize it until I start looking back and being like, oh my God, like, everything's changed. We've both changed, you know, our life has changed. And did I stop and take enough time to really take it all in? And as a new mom, you probably don't always because you don't realize all the emotions and everything that's going on. And then for any of you who have gone through any birth trauma or trauma, if your children had any issues being born or whatever, or later on, Like, it's like those things take so much energy that you forget to just sit and be grateful for. We finally got to, it was like a week later after he was born where I could finally come home and just hold him for as long as I wanted. Nobody was there. He was no longer having tubes or anything or procedures or something. It was just me and him. And I just let him lay on my body. And that is a beautiful moment. You know, there's... Mm. There's a lot of trauma, but there's beautiful moments that happen during it. The time where I finally got to meet him. And although I didn't get to hold him when I first saw him, he held one of my fingers and it was the most magical, beautiful moment. And I will never forget it. And my husband had a moment too. And we only got a few minutes before they had to take him away to another hospital. But remembering that, embracing that and taking that time in um, is so amazing for me right now like I just have to remember to take those moments in because I don't know how long I'll have all these moments with him or with anybody um yeah I was gonna say like what you're describing is like life when you said like they're traumatic and beautiful moments and I'm like you were like yeah that's like rinse and repeat for the human experience right and you're talking about some of these things and I think sometimes like we start to hear things like gratitude and sort of like they're like platitudes right but gratitude but gratitude it's because it, again I think and it, it's 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 pervasive now like people are talking about it and we can kind of throw it around sort of dismissively but what you're describing that is it like that's the gratitude like like relishing those moments because like you said like again in the human it's fleeting right you're like babies grow like what do they always say like the days are long but the years are fast right it's like but and that's the whole human experience right if you don't stop and Mm -hmm. take it in and sit and be grateful because I again I work with some people who are just like cramming their days, you know, like and going through. And again, even I, I call myself out here all the time that if I don't pay attention, I'll just sort of rush through checklists. What's next? What do I got to get done? And like, and then what, like you're at the end of the human experience, 
right? It's like when we're constantly trying to use every moment as a stepping stone to the next, you're like, hello, we just missed. Like you just missed the whole point of being in the human experience, experience experiment, right? Like Taking yeah. it in. Yeah. Trauma and beautiful. I love it. Like, I was like, I'm like, this is a t-shirt or a bumper sticker of life. <laughs> yes. I need to get that now. <laughs> yeah. The magical, beautiful moments, trauma and beautiful. And, and I also, when you were talking, I wanted to kind of pause for a second because we, we, I think we both said it like, oh, you pulled a card. We pulled a card. Like let's end you throughout Reiki. And we're, and we're kind of just globally using this term healing practices, but let's actually um, focus on this for a second. When we, I'll, and I'll let you sort of share. When you say pulling cards, like what exactly are you talking about? And then tell us what Reiki is and what are the other um, healing practices that you that you utilize? So pulling cards. So I do angel or oracle cards. Um, and usually it's been like a daily practice. Um, not all the time. Sometimes I, you know, it's hard with a very active little boy. Um, but, you know, I, I make it work however I need to do it. Um, so there's, there's messages in them. And the more you start using them, or maybe you make your own little cards with words on them that work for you, like courage, or listen, or peace, um, whatever it is, and then you like, just look at it or pull it and really take from it what you need. Stop, listen, what what is it that you need to hear or see? Um, and just take that moment, even if it's only like a moment, because as a mom or other moms, it's it's hard to get time. I used to be able to have a beautiful practice where I would sit and I would just journal or meditate or pull cards or whatever. It's very hard to do that. I maybe can get like five minutes to do something. Um, so I like now luckily know how to do some of this healing. Um, so that's the card stuff. Um, Reiki is it's a practice of transmitting healing energy through your hands and it means universal life force energy so it's all energy it's um working with myself and i had to do when you start doing reiki it's all about so reiki one practitioner is all about being healing yourself and there's a whole like 21 days you do and you do healing on yourself so that you understand your chakra points and everything um, and then Reiki two practitioner where I am right now is about learning the healing on others. So using the energy coming from your hands to help sort of, you know, place your hands over people or over chakras um, or over parts of their body that might be bothering them um, physically or mentally. Um, and you use that energy to sort of clear away any negative or unhealthy energy or habits or, or whatever. Um, and it's lately, I have been doing it more to create peace, peace for myself. Um, my sessions that I've done at um, events, I created called peaceful Reiki. So I created this peaceful putty. So it's literally like putty or like a stress ball kind of thing. And I use that into my um, sessions now. And so that anything you're walking in, I'm creating a peaceful space and energy for you so that you can walk away. And even if you just like got relaxed and one level down, if you were stressed or whatever, that, that then, then the session worked, we released something um, that was happening. And so that has really helped me. Um, I'll admit, I haven't done a lot of self reiki lately, um, because I don't have a ton of time because that takes a little bit of time. Um, but I do have moments throughout the day where I could say mantras or I could just sort of rub my hands together and feel that energy or put that over my tea or my coffee or something or use one of the cards um, or something like I have little rocks that I'll put like peace or love or kindness um, and put them around our house or outside and then I just see them and then I have that moment where I can just like, okay, take a deep breath release anything that's happening or, or anger. Um, I feel like that's a lot lately. There's just been so much energy of like Grayson just being like having tantrums and being angry. And then like, we're angry at each other. And I'm like, 
So I have to stop and like take breaths and I even do it with him. I mean, I don't know if he understands it, but I'm like, Hey, you know, the earlier you start something with kids, sometimes the easier it'll be and they'll start getting a habit and you just stop and you take a couple deep breaths, cl- clear whatever is not working for you and just start again, find mm-hmm. that word, find something, look outside and see something and be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Um, I, I'm bringing a shift. We're going to stop. And it takes work. It takes time to be able to do that. I've done a lot of healing, whether it's Reiki or journaling or just having other teachers around me to help me. Um, so it does take time. It's not going to happen overnight, but the more you do it, the more consistent you are with it, the easier it'll be to catch yourself when you're like, okay, why am I frustrated? Why am I screaming? What is happening? Why am I bawling tears? Like what is, what is happening? Which is not a bad thing. Sometimes we have energy inside of us and we need to let it go. And I feel like I've had a lot of tears due to whatever anger is going on that I've had to just let it go. Just, it's okay. Ball, cry, get it out. And then you can sit and take a breath and move on. Because if we just leave everything bottled up inside of us, we're just going to blow. And the worst part is, is you're going to probably blow at the person that has nothing to do with, but they're right there. <laughs> right. And I always feel bad. So I'm like, it's probably like my husband or my mom or somebody that doesn't deserve it, but I'm just so frustrated. And there you are. Or even Grace in some days when I'm like, ah, yeah. and I'm like, this is hey, so helpful. <laughs> yes. No, Heather, like, I love that. And this is why I was, I'm so grateful you're giving these, these like specifics because that's what, I mean, when people, especially people first start coming to me, they're like, how does, what, what am I doing? Like, how does this work? Like, when does, when do I get quote unquote better, right? Like, when does it all get better? Um, And so I love that you're sort of pointing out these like guide posts and like sort of centering rods and the way that, and, and pointing out that like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a continual practice. I mean, that's why when we talk about healing practices or mindset practices or thought work or um, therapy, like all of these things you talk about, we talk a lot about practices because they take implementation. And, uh, and you, and so you, you said that like that consistency, like to catch yourself. And I think actually uh, Gabby, our, our friend, Gabby, cause we're just on a first name basis like that, <laughs> Gabby Bernstein, when we were actually in New York, I remember her standing on stage and, and talking about, cause people were asking sort of like a similar question where it's like, we fall out, like we keep forgetting. And she's like, yeah, but you, you're always ever like just one thought away, one breath away, one pause away from coming back to center. Like for sure, we're, again, we're humans. We're fleshy, stinky, like imperfect, perfectly imperfect humans. So of course we're going to lose it sometimes and we're going to get angry and snap in a way that we didn't mean to, or we're going to get overly emotional in a way that doesn't make sense for the situation. Like that's not a problem. Like, and it's always ever just a pause away, right? Like coming back to center. And so like what Heather, what you're sharing is, you know, having some of those reminders set up. And sometimes like, I think of even our um, like quote unquote healing practices, those are also, they're like reminders. It's like the rocks or the cards or the things that you sit at with the tree that like serves as a reminder. When I go back to that, it's like a touch point. Oh, it reminds me to recenter, like having a meditation practice or, um, a walking practice. I mean, whatever it is, like, those are just times where you kind of, you come back to center. So when you can build those in, it gives you those grounding rods. And then, so in the moments when it's happening, even though you you might not catch yourself right away, but like you said, Heather, it's like, once you catch yourself, you're like, okay, pause, what do I need? Can I take a breath? Like what's up for me here? And sometimes the what's up for me is a release is needed. Like you said, like might just be bawling. People resist emotions so much, so much. We make it such a problem. It is not a problem. It's a vibration. Like Heather's saying, like we're all these, we have, there's so much energy like gets pent up. Like you were, I was picturing like a soda bottle all pent up, right? Like we're shaking the soda bottle (laughs) and it's going to blow at your spouse or your mama, somebody you really love. Um, Like it's just not a problem to allow. Sometimes we just need to cry. It's just an exchange of energy. It's just a movement, not an exchange necessarily, just, but a movement of energy. And so allowing yourself to emote or scream, like scream Mm -hmm. into a pillow, right? Punch a pillow, like whatever it is, or like run and like flail, dance out loud. Like it's just a movement of energy that needs to be moved. Um, So yeah, thank you for giving some just really concrete things that um, we can all be doing to uh, 
to kind of, to allow that healing practice to keep doing its magic. Yeah. Um, I do say dance and like moving your body. One of the biggest healing things throughout before, during, and now after um, pregnancy and, and becoming a mom is dancing. Like I dance so much, like, and in the kitchen seems to be our biggest thing or on the deck. And it's like, cause we have the speakers there and it's just like, turn it on. And it's funny. Cause like, like Grayson now knows it and he'll move. And like, we, mm-hmm. I love doing it as like only thing, but I did so much when I was pregnant because I needed to move energy and like, he was always moving in me. So I'm like, I might as well be moving with you. And it's funny. Cause I'm like, the more I did that, I feel like now I know why you came out all like moving and wiggling and, you know, but it's, it's moving that energy. It's like, turn on something, whether it's a, a, good song or whether it's a sad song and just let it out and move your energy because maybe it's like I just need to be really you know feel happy and healthy and all that or maybe it's just I need to put on a song and I need to move my body and I'm just going to release the tears the fears whatever it is because Mm -hmm. it truly can shift you and you can do that in like minutes like turn on a song and listen to it for a couple minutes or even sit in your car and listen to something like it can move energy within you music has been a beautiful thing and I love watching Grayson love music and love toys that have sound and the other thing I just wanted to say is that kids can teach us so much kids can be our biggest healers and teachers because you're watching them and they're experiencing life in a whole new way than maybe you did. Um, and it's just like, they light up. There's so much light, like, cause they haven't really seen the darkness or the craziness that can happen in the world. They just see beautiful light and fun. And yeah, I mean, now I'm having a kid who has tantrums all the time, but I mean, I knew it was eventually. Yeah. Cause happen. they're like, I want to go back. They're so, they're yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. This world yep. form stuff is really not what it was cracked up to be. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's hard. Cause I think when, when they're growing inside of you, you know, and you know, if you have a, a, a normal pregnancy or, or healthy pregnancy like they're so safe in there and that was one Mm. of the things where I was like the world can't hurt you mama's protecting you and so like when they gotta come out because they all have to eventually come out you're nervous because you're like I can't protect you inside of me anymore like and that's all I feel like that's what we always want to do is like hold them and protect them and we can't we just like we can't hold and protect ourselves all the time sometimes we have to step into the unknown sometimes we have to let our children fall and and fall ourselves because if we don't we're never we're gonna sit like in a comfort zone and our comfort zones are are okay for times but like we have to break out of them we have to not just sit there because you're never gonna grow you're never gonna learn and you might meet some amazing people or have amazing experience or watch your child have an amazing experience is you just let them like let them go let them run let them do their thing let yourself do the same thing um and and beautiful, beautiful things could happen. Like I get to be part of your amazing podcast that I never would have known. And I just, I sit here and I listen to him. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> and I love that I've met you before you were doing this and to see growth, you know? And that's one of the things I love being a part of is watching other people grow, whether they're my teachers, whether they're people I know, whether they're, you know, clients I've had. It's, it's amazing because then it fills your soul up knowing that you're doing what you need to be doing because you're helping somebody else. And it's that to me is better payment than the actual money that I receive from people seeing that growth in somebody else or seeing them doing something that lights them up that I know they've been wanting to do, or I've been wanting to do. And I finally step into it. That's, that's totally worth it. You know, the money is great. We need it to live, but like, that's the fulfillment in me. Mm, preach. Okay. So you might've already answered this, but I like to ask all of my, I feel like you may have just said a lot of the answers here, but, um, I like to ask all my guests, uh, what it means to them to live an unblocked life. So if you've already mentioned it, that's fine. You can sort of recap, but tell us what that means to you to live an unblocked life, Heather. Probably to just be true to who you are, like being authentic, um, not allowing, outside energy or people or opinions to really put like direct your life, like live the life that you want to live, step forward um, and just be true to yourself. Don't let trauma or blocks or people um, that you have 
had in your life or having your life stop you from really living the life that you want to live. Us being happy, being authentic is what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be like waiting for somebody to tell me what to do or how to do it. I mean, yes, there are times where we need to learn and figure that out. But like deep down inside, I know, you know, each one of us knows what we need to be doing to full, like fully step into our true selves and not allow any trauma, any blocks, any fears to push us off that path. There are going to be times where we stop, where we turn, where we go different directions. We're going to meet new people. People are going to leave our lives. And that's not always easy. I've had, I became a mom and there are some people in my life who aren't, and I feel like I've lost some of them. And then there are other people who don't really care who've been there, who have stepped up. Um, And that's a beautiful part of growing is seeing the people in your life that step up or meeting new people in your life that you never would have thought would be in your life and maybe have only been in your life for a small time. And those to me are the bigger people in my life. The people that have stepped up recently, the people that are on their healing journey or just there and love me, love Grayson, love our family and just support us no matter what, doesn't matter what I go through because maybe they've gone through something and I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I don't care what you did or what happened, you know, unless you physically harmed me or my family, like I'm probably still going to be with you. Um, And so just being true to yourself and living the life you want to live is pretty much what it means to me. Mm. So good. You said several things that I'm like, oh man, we're going to start a whole nother podcast. So I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave it there. But I love that, that being happy, being lit up. And I, that whole part about not waiting for someone to tell us that we actually know what we need to do to live fully into ourselves. I was like, okay, yeah, she's speaking the truth. Gave me some goosebumps there. Um, So thank you, Heather, for joining us. And I hope all of you listeners enjoyed what was talked about today. Excuse me. If you did, please remember to like and subscribe and leave a review if that you feel so called to do so. Um, And and if you have not gotten your free unblocked journal, I will put the notes uh, in the I'll put the link in the show notes. so You can get that to continue on your own healing journey. And so, again, thank you, Heather. Thank you, friends, for listening. Until next time, stay open, stay free.